Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationBoise.com. All right, so this week we are talking about the different books that have helped us to follow Jesus Christ and shape our lives. And so far we've just been talking about those books that shaped our early relationship with Jesus and then those books that we felt that uh, God used to call us into ministry. Today I want to take a different turn. Brothers, what book has helped bring you through dark times? You know, Paul said in Acts 14 that there are many trials and tribulations you must enter the kingdom of God. And I know for me, God has used particular authors at particular moments that have lifted me up in those dark seasons. Has the same been true for you guys? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind, Josh is uh, when I think about books that have led me through dark times. When I'm in a dark time, one of the challenges to me is that, that I, don't, I don't even want to pray. And when I try to pray, it's hard to find the words to pray. Uh, there's a little prayer book. It's called Diary of Private Prayer by John Bailey. John Bailey was a Scottish theologian of the 20th century. He wrote, uh, he wrote a lot of theology. Frankly, I was never all that enamored of his theology, but boy, the man knew how to pray. And he wrote this little prayer book. It has a prayer for the morning. It takes you through a month. There's 31 days of prayers, and it has a prayer for the morning and a prayer for the evening. Now, of course, when you don't know how to pray, the first, the first place to go is the book of Psalms. The second place to go, at least for me, John Bailey's Diary of Private Prayer. Because it helped me to pray. It gave words for my heart when I had trouble finding the words for myself. And speaking of prayers, you know, the Valley of Vision would be another great book for that because it really truly teaches you to pray. The Valley of Vision is a collection of Puritan prayers by Arthur Bennett, published far and wide and paperback, hardback, uh, leather copy even, you know, because uh, they're just wonderful prayers. The, I think the book that really kind of influenced me a little bit in dark times, and it's maybe just even a few lines from that book, you know, I like to read biography and other things. And I'd read this book a number of years ago called Green Leaf in Drought by Isabel Kuhn. And it's a missionary account of two missionaries in uh, with the China Inland Mission, Arthur and Wilda Matthews. And they were forced out by communist China. At the same time, they were, in a sense, under a house arrest. Uh, you know, they didn't have anything. They in that book, there's a there's some lines that takes a little license from the words from Acts twenty seven twenty nine when Paul was a prisoner on the ship being transported to Rome, and they're caught in a violent storm. And it says, In fearing we might run on the rocks, we let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for the day to come. Andrew Murray, in this book, there's Andrew Murray's four anchors. And uh, these are his four anchors. Number one, say God brought me here. It is by his will that I'm in this difficult place, and in that fact I will rest. Second anchor, he will keep me here in his love and give me the grace to behave as his child. Third anchor, then he will make the trial a blessing, teaching me the lessons he intends for me to learn. Fourth anchor, in his good time, he can bring me out again, how and when he knows. So let me say, 
I am here by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, and for his time. I, I refer to that yeah. over and over again. In fact, I have this you know, on that little five-foot shelf in front of me, so very often when somebody's called and they're troubled by something, I pull out those four anchors and share that with them. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm there by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, for his time. Yeah. And it's Ooh. just a positive thing to get me and others through the day. Um, this is a personal question for me, just by having my mom die when I was very young. I wrote in an article uh, about a year and a half ago, that's not a grief that you experience once and then move on. It's it's just a recurring grief, especially as you go through different stages of life, you feel that absence over and over again. Um, but I would say that there have been several books that have been helpful on different levels. So Elizabeth Prentice wrote Stepping Heavenward, and then there's letters by Samuel Rutherford. Both of them speak each of the books in slightly different ways. I, I believe Prentice is actually just paraphrasing Rutherford, that if the gardener wants to pick a rose before it's time, he's the gardener. Mm-hmm. He may. And then um, a book by Elizabeth Elliot, not maybe one of her more well-known books, but it's called These Strange Ashes. And it's yep. just a, a wonderful book in the fact that At the end of it, she says, I don't need to know why God did what he did. And people will say, well, God did this because of this, this, and this. And she's saying, no, I'm not going to try to speak for God. And I'm not going to try to fill in the blanks with my own human understanding and say, this is the reason why this happened. And so this could happen. And she's saying it happened because God wanted it to. And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to let it rest there. For me, that was very helpful with some of my own questions in my own heart and life where I was saying, why well, I need to know a purpose. I need to know the why behind it. Mm-hmm. And God used that book to say, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's okay to, to just rest in the sovereignty of God. And then the last one is a book called God's Light on Dark Clouds by Theodore Coiler, I think his name is. It just was very helpful. He had um, had a daughter that had died, and he's just processing that in a book. And just a lot of the same mm-hmm. thoughts, feelings that I had been wrestling with, he deals with, and I just found it to be a helpful book. There's a couple books that are relatively new, um, and one of them is by our speaker this fall, uh, David Murray. Uh, Christians get discouraged too, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's depressed. That, it's, uh, depressed too, yes. And uh, the other one was uh, titled Spurgeon's Sorrows. Yes. But, you know, I think I I don't really not those books that have done that for me, particularly I uh, certain things like hymnody. There was a a versification uh, done by a a minister by the name of Jim Hatch, and he used to carry it around my Bible all the time. It was uh, he put it to the tune of uh, John Newton's hymns, Though Troubles Assail Us. And it goes, come Christian discouraged and weighed down by life, attacked and frustrated and weary of strife. Our great God is for us. His power will Will not fail, no matter what enemy seems to prevail. God gives us his best, did not spare his own son, who suffered and died, our redemption he won. The great gift of Jesus is promise indeed that with him the Father will give 
all we need. I experienced some dark times just a couple years ago. You know how hard ministry can be in certain seasons where you're like, man, I think I'd rather die than do this. And I was in that season. I think I'd rather die than do this. Came across this book in front of me, Filling Up the Afflictions of Christ. It's a, a biography by John Piper where he looks at the lives of William Tyndale and Adoniram Judson and John Patton. And Ad, the story of Adoniram Judson is just completely remarkable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he you know was a missionary to Burma, and I don't think he saw a single convert for like seven years. It might have been nine, but there was no substantial fruit in his ministry for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw two wives die. He saw his daughter die. Uh, he went into the forest all alone for like 40 days and almost went insane. And it was only this, you know, the news that he got back from England that his brother had died that paradoxically brought him out of this deep depression. He, he had learned that his brother, he had evidence that his brother had given his life to Christ in his last days. And, and so that, that rejuvenated his soul. So as I'm reading this biography in this low point in, in ministry, mm-hmm. my tears tear are just streaming down my face because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, woe is me, you know, these little trials and afflictions that I have. And this guy's losing mm-hmm. his daughter and his wives. This is one of the remar- most remarkable letters I've ever read. He asks for his first wife's hand in marriage mm-hmm. and he writes a letter to her dad. Yeah. And this is what he says to her dad. I have now to ask you whether you can consent to part with your daughter early next spring to see her no more in this world, whether you can consent to her departure and her subjection to the hardships and sufferings of missionary life, whether you can consent to her exposure to the dangers of the ocean, to the fatal influence of the southern climate of India, to every kind of want and distress to degradation, insult, persecution, and perhaps a violent death. Can you consent to all of this for the sake of him who left his heavenly home and died for her and for you and for the sake of perishing immortal souls, for the sake of Zion and the glory of God? Can you consent to all this in hope of soon meeting your daughter in the world of glory with the crown of righteousness brightened with the acclamations of praise which shall redound to her Savior from heathen saved through her means from eternal woe and despair? (laughs) Now, he said yes, but he never saw his daughter again. Mm -hmm. She did die in Burma. And and there is great there is there is suffering. We don't want to suggest that it's all suffering in uh, Christian ministry and that. But there are there are times w- uh, there are seasons of rejection. There are seasons of you know um, e- you know that lack of fruit. You don't see it coming. You know that some plant some water, but God gives the increase. And so you go through those those things. You get your you you get your eyes focused inward instead of outward, and uh, and you need. And sometimes these biographies. That's the the one thing about these biographies. They lift our spirit because we we see that we've not we're not in it alone. Mm-hmm. We're actually in good company at at those times. We've been there with uh, with the saints of the past, and and they we're following them as they follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul writes in Second Corinthians. Chapter 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Mm-hmm. And I just was fascinated when I read Reform, uh, Reformation Heroes. We read it every year to our kids um, during October, November-ish. Um, how many of those ministers, those influential men during the Reformation time period had extremely difficult 
childhoods and, and early lives. Mm-hmm. And God was able then to, to use them mightily, I think in part because they had learned lessons in that time of affliction mm-hmm. that may not have been learned in, in other mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, we see this um, this uh, justification for reading biographies, I think, in Hebrews 11, where the whole chapter is giving us story after story of these men who uh, believed in God, who, who trusted in God's kind heart. and. And we read that and we're like, oh, I'm encouraged. Well, that's just a little sampling of the saints that God have used, God has used throughout time. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life, and this week we have been talking about books that have shaped us, um, that have shaped our ministry, that have shaped our lives, our shaped our love for the saints, our love for God. Uh, if you would like to hear any of the, our past broadcasts, just go to ReformationBoise.com and click on the link there. And also, if you'd like to find out more details about our annual conference coming up here in November, we're going to have two authors that we like, uh, Dr. Anthony Murray. No, sorry, I got that backwards. Dr. Anthony Savaggio and Dr. David Murray. Uh, there will be our guest speakers here in November, and you can register on the website. It is for free, but there are limited spots. So please make sure you register, and we'll see you next time.